evening, everyone. <clears throat> I don't feel like I have a lot to, um, to say tonight. I think the heat and the humidity have got to my brain. It feels a bit dull. <laughs> but um, just a few brief words, um, <clears throat> which are, the theme is about um, not getting stuck in fixed positions. Mm -hmm. um, let me be, speak broadly for a moment. <clears throat> Just looking at Buddhism generally, um, even when you look at particular teachings about ethics in Buddhism, like non-harming, um, and issues like that, or um, ways of being in the world or being in a relationship, um, there are no absolute fixed positions. And that in Buddhism is the absolute. <laughs> that there are no absolute fixed positions. Everything is like fluid and shifting all the time. And there's just this kind of being, presence, which is kind of always open-ended. Mm -hmm. And it's not sort of sep nothing separate from anything else. <coughs> That's the absolute. But as human beings, we get stuck in fixed absolute positions. Some people do it intellectually by getting stuck on particular fixed ways of looking at the world, which turns into a kind of dogmatism. Um, and it's, I guess it's, it's, it all develops, like dogmatism develops out of... Um, a need to find some kind of sense of security in a world that feels insecure. Um, but the same thing happens in relationships, friendships, intimate relationships, where people get stuck in fixed positions and you see people polarising in their positions all the time. So you may have one person in a relationship who's sort of fixed on creating more kind of time together or more closeness and more intimacy and the other person's fixed on freedom, you know, and individuality. Uh, or you might have someone who's uh, <coughs> fixed on things being a certain kind of way, like the household, the house has got to be a certain way. It's got to be this level of cleanliness or tidiness and things have got to be here and there. And the other person's a little bit more chaotic or, you know, not as concerned about it. It doesn't matter what the issue is, but human beings have this wonderful ability to get to, to get into fixed positions, you know, and then, and then create opposition. And um, one of the things I was reading in the book I mentioned the other day by um, Sarah, Lap, uh, Sarah Naptali, her book on Buddhism and couples, is that when they do research into um, uh, intimate relationships that are successful, you know, that, that seem to endure and, and seem to be reasonably happy, one of the characteristics is that people have the ability to be accommodating to others. Um, and accommodating doesn't mean being a doormat, but it does mean having some sense of flexibility or to be able to cut another person a bit of slack rather than getting caught up in fixed positions all the time. And um, Sarah gives a good example of um, how she said her 
um, husband could come home from work and sometimes be very angry, you know, just frustrated from work and then he would criticise the house, you know, how things weren't tidy and things like that. And Sarah says in the book that she used to have this, she used to have this fixed position, don't you dare ever say anything to me in anger. You know, I will not tolerate anger, zero tolerance to anger. And, uh, and she learnt to actually let go of that, the rigidity of that view. Um, not that she was suggesting, or in, and in the sessions she had with me too, um, which she mentions in the book, she, uh, neither was she intending to be a, a doormat either. Mm -hmm. Because that would be a fixed position too, you know, you just kind of surrender all the time. But <clears throat> accommodating is really come, it's a very challenging practice. It's why relationship is just as much a part of practice as being alone. The two together make up a challenging, um, a challenging path. But in other words, being accommodating is the practice of not reacting to someone else's reaction. Mm -hmm. That's what it is, not reacting to someone else's reaction. So someone, someone gets angry at you and criticises you or something like that or swears at you, whether it's someone who's close to you or someone in public, you know. Um, it's a real challenge to just stay in that non-reactive position. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's, that's our practice point at that point in time, that's our challenge. Because it's very easy to come back with anger, you know, or some fixed position um, and, and stay rigid within it. But that's not wisdom, that's right and wrong. Wisdom is something different. And wisdom has some kind of flexibility. It's like wisdom has the ability to absorb and then absorb and accommodate and then respond back in a way which actually starts to reduce reactivity rather than add to it. This is a great skill. I can't say I've mastered it. <laughs> I'm still working on it. Um, but it is, but it is uh, a great skill to learn. It's not about just being a doormat. She um, mentions this book which I've, I remember... Uh, hearing about ages ago called, you might have heard of it, called The Surrendering Wife. Sounds terrible, doesn't it? <laughs> Whereas this woman found, realised that she was actually very, she was very controlling and controlling of her husband and she had some kind of insight of letting go, some sense of non-attachment. She decided to give up her sense of control about how he should do the housework and so on and found that when she gave up her sense of control he actually started to do it more and they started to enjoy the relationship more. So she developed this book about the surrendering wife, which I think took it to too far an extreme. Really. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of you would, would be appalled by it. Where, where she suggested that women, interestingly it's directed towards women, but that women should just say to their husbands, yes dear, <laughs> and everything will be fine. Um, not too long ago. No, it wasn't not in the 50s, no, no, this century, yeah. And, but anyway, that's too extreme. But in there, 
is somehow the germ of non-attachment, you know, of going from this rigid... See, when we get into a fixed position, we're trying to control whatever that fixed position is. We're trying to control. And as soon as we're trying to control, we're caught in reactivity, you know, and then that's where the, the clash continues. But the challenge would be, and what skillful... <coughs> The development of skillful means in a relationship is, is accommodation. You kind of see it coming to you, and instead of this, this automatic ego knee-jerk reaction, you pause with it, you stay with it, and then you allow something, um, something that touches base with your own Buddha nature to come forward. Something that's actually got a solution in mind, or something constructive in mind, um, rather than something which is just rigid. Mm -hmm. So, to go back to Sarah's example where the husband comes home from work and he's angry and critical, um, it seems like that what she did which worked more effectively was she kind of listened to the anger and absorbed it a bit and empathised with it, and then that calmed her husband down, you know, and led to a better outcome. It's not, not being a doormat, it's not, but it's not, it's acting in a kind of skillful kind of way rather than taking up this kind of rigid position which we all get stuck in. Like I said, it's, um, that's a challenging path. Mm -hmm. um, sitting on a cushion is relatively easy to do compared to that, right? But it's, it's learning to touch base with this um, non-reactive position inside of ourselves which gives rise to the actions and responses in our life mm -hmm. it is very important then we're taking Zen into everyday life it's just something you, you, you do on a cushion anyway I said more than I realised <laughs>